Hello, welcome to another podcast by BNP Paribas Wealth Management. I'm Charlotte de Capresson. Last year, we were hit by what seemed like a perfect storm in economic and financial terms. The world was still suffering from the aftermath of the pandemic, which caused a widespread shortage of goods, particularly from Asia. In addition, war broke out in Ukraine on 24th of February, also causing shortages of food and energy. Thirdly, something that is less talked about is the effect of the COVID pandemic on people's physical health that ushered in an unexpected wave of people taking early retirement. In this podcast, we look at the link between these events and the difficulties in financial markets. Edmund Shing, Global Chief Investment Officer of BNP Paribas Wealth Management, is with me today. Edmund, you've been working in the financial markets for more than 25 years, so quite a long time, got a lot of experience. So what will you most remember about last year? To put it bluntly, what I will remember 2022 for is really, as a book title would have it, a series of unfortunate incidents. But more than that, incidents and events that have been unprecedented in our lifetimes and which I hope will not be repeated again in our lifetimes. So yeah, in a nutshell, that's for me 2022. Okay, and if you had to pick one factor that triggered an annus horribilis for the markets, what would you say? Well, I think there's one factor that has upset the global economy and global financial markets. It would be unexpected inflation. Unexpected inflation from the three sources you cited originally, the three events. Firstly, the aftermath of the COVID pandemic in terms of disruption of supply chains, forcing up prices of goods. and that generating goods inflation. The second source of inflation, everything linked to the Ukraine conflict, particularly food and energy prices, which soared as a result of the conflict, the restriction of food exports from Ukraine, for instance, and also, of course, the restriction of oil and gas supplies from Russia, particularly to Western countries. And then the third element, which is maybe less talked about, as you mentioned, was this element of people either taking retirement through ill health early or just early retirement for psychological reasons following the COVID pandemic. I think the COVID pandemic was a period where a lot of people reassessed their lives. And I think in many cases, for those who are fortunate enough to have enough means, they decided why not just retire early and enjoy life. And that has also bizarrely had inflationary consequences because it has, has led to an unexpected shrinkage in the labour market. So we have plenty of jobs, but not necessarily enough experienced people to fill those jobs now all of a sudden. So those are the three motors of this unexpected inflation that I would point to. Why does unexpected inflation cause so many problems in the financial markets? What happened in 2022? Well, it has direct economic in- consequences, Charlotte. That is the problem. Remember that central bankers are there to control inflation and they're there to control inflation because others we can get what we call a wage inflation spiral. That is, prices of everything goes up. We feel that we're losing purchasing power. And so we demand higher wages to compensate for that, which then companies pay, but then have to charge higher prices. And so we get even more inflation. So it goes round and round, higher wages, higher inflation and so on. Central bankers are there to prevent that happening. And so when they see inflation go up, as it has done substantially for the first time in 
decades really to levels to levels that we have not seen since the 1970s they were forced to react and perhaps in retrospect didn't act quickly enough but again i would argue part of that might have been due to these very unique events in many ways and that it was difficult to foresee exactly what the consequences of these events would be but now the inflationary consequences are obvious they are forced to react and because they're reacting perhaps later than they would have liked originally they then have to react much more heavily they have to act with a harsher fist to bring inflation down which unfortunately means that they have to hurt economic demand more than they would have liked to which of course then has consequences for financial markets both bonds shares and other asset classes besides could you give some figures to show how bad the performance was last year well to put 2022 in perspective if you were to take one asset class long term us government bonds so one of the most liquid largest asset classes in the world this according to the bank of america had its worst performance in 2022 for 230 years so pretty much almost the worst performance on record now if you were to look at a balanced portfolio comprising 60% shares and 40% bonds again according to the bank of america this balanced portfolio had its worst performance in 100 years when you're looking at your us portfolio so either way these are unprecedented numbers this is something that has not happened for at least a century which is quite well i say quite unusual it's more than quite unusual it's exceptional and let's hope it stays that way what were the challenges for central bankers in this environment and do you think they acted appropriately no i think they did act too late because they were faced with these unprecedented events and weren't sure what the consequences on the economy would be so I, i understand that nevertheless i do think that they did act too late i do think they went on for too long talking about the so-called transitory effects of inflation expecting it to go away by itself and of course as we know inflation didn't go away by itself forcing them then to act but they could have acted sooner this is like the the idiom in english a stitch in time saves nine if they'd acted with let's say interest rate rises sooner then maybe we would not have had had such brutal rises in interest rates which have a much more marked effect then later on on the economy but unfortunately where we are today they didn't act sooner they have had to act more brutally as a result later on and it is that that we are suffering now in 2023 with the world economy close to or parts of the world economy already in economic recession as a result of the central bankers being forced to apply the brakes maybe more harshly than they would have liked to Okay and for this year what do you hope for I mean to quote the title of a song by Dream things can only get better what's your take on that Well I think when you come off a year that by some measures for financial markets has been the worst year in 100 years or longer then the chances are pretty good that the next year will be somewhat better Actually that's what the past tells us to take one example if we go back to this example of the balanced portfolio the 60% stocks 40% bonds portfolio which is sort of like a a classic example of a balanced portfolio each year that you've had a poor year for this balanced portfolio of stocks and bonds the following year has actually been a pretty good year so if we take the six worst performances 
of a balanced portfolio in the last 100 years, and we look at what happened next, the answer is what happened the next year was a pretty good year for the balance of bonds and equities. Now, sometimes it's because bonds did really, really well. Sometimes it's because stocks did really, really, really well. But generally, it's because both did reasonably well. So I think there is a pretty good chance that in 2023, we will see a pretty good year, both for stocks and also for bonds as an asset class. If you had a new year message to investors, what would it be? The most important thing is to remember that we have been living through unprecedented times, but that we should not fall subject to recency bias. That is placing too much importance on the recent past, what has just happened. Remember that history never exactly repeats. Remember that you're investing for the long term and that things really do change. You see a lot of reversion to the mean. So if things are bad today, that usually means that things will then at some point get somewhat better. And that's exactly what we expect. As an investor, stay focused on that and therefore stay focused on your long-term investing goals. Don't focus too much on the short term. Edmund Shing, thank you very much. And to our audience out there, please like, share and subscribe to our podcast channel on Podcast Addict, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any other podcast provider. And please check out our investment strategy research on our website, Voice of Wealth. Until next time, goodbye. 